It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Corporate Multiplayer. The official podcast of the 401 Game Zone. Hello and welcome to another cooperative multiplayer. I'm your host, Sean Garmer, and this is the official 401 Game Zone podcast. We are down a man today, as we have no idea what happened to Daniel. <laughs> but uh, hopefully he's okay. And at least Robert Cooper is here with me. Strike, bitches. There is no co-op without Coop. <laughs> Unless we're talking about E3, then somehow Robert disappears. Yeah, well, <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> I had to work. True. True. Yeah, that and I didn't watch like any of those press conferences because I have better things to do, like nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least, uh, yeah, at least you showed up for the one after, I think. So. Yeah, That's yeah, I showed up for the after party. No, I was even late to la- that because I was doing metal podcasts with uh, Robert Winfrey, and you know, much, to, much to Stephen Randall's chagrin. Right. It's <laughs> like I was that told was still Robert my, is not going to be on. Here. That was still my favorite line. I was told he wouldn't be here. <laughs> uh, well, uh, what have you been playing, Robert? Well, I was stuck at the vet for five hours yesterday, so I played Castlevania: Dawn of Sorrow the whole time. I made a yeah. It was pretty damn awesome. It was a lot of fun. I did. I actually, uh, there's one improvement that the game made over uh, most of the previous uh, Metroidvania games is that it gave you a, a soul that made it so you could switch equipment with the press of a button. Oh, sounds pretty nifty. So you have two, uh, you know, two sets of two, two sets of uh, equipment. I have one that's pretty much uh, all just strength based. I use like a giant axe. Has a giant axe, and I have souls that pretty much uh, enhance strength, and they like use kind of close range stuff. And then the other one's magic; it pretty much uses the soul system, so it's magic based. It's, it's pretty much all magic based, 
and I use a Kessis. You know, like the spike gloves. Oh, wow. Yeah. But right now, I'm actually grinding for... Uh, I'm actually grinding to get the uh, Soul Eater Ring. Because the Soul Eater Ring makes it to where in that game... Because in that game, you... Uh, like an Aria of Sorrow, you... When you kill enemies, you have a chance of getting their soul, which uses a uh, which gives you a power. And with Soul Eatering, it makes it to where there's a much heightened chance of you getting those souls. So it makes it a lot easier to grind for souls. Well, that's good. Because in this game, unlike the last one, all you had to do was get every soul and you know do all the math to get 100%. This time, you have to level up your souls. So you have to get most of these souls nine times. <laughs> Damn. That is, yeah. But right now I'm doing this uh, pretty much trick to where I buy a bunch of brass knuckles from the uh, guy Hammer, who is uh, the merchant in the game. And then I go next door to the woman Yoko, who did not break up the Beatles, believe it or not. <laughs> she, uh, she, she's able to do in uh, this game another thing they added to where you can... Uh, take the souls that you get in the game and uh, attack, meld them into the weapons. Nice. So, but the way it works is that I, uh, is that I pretty much kill, I find there's one room where there's like two wargs, two axe armors, and like an infinite amount of spawning zombies. And I just go back and forth and keep just killing zombies. I killed zombies for like two hours last night. And you get nine souls because you're only allowed to keep nine of things. And then I go and take the brass knuckles that I bought from Hammer, which are like only 200 gold. I attach them. I attach the zombie soul to it, so I get another Kestis that's worth 6,000 gold. And my goal was to get 300,000. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm grinding for money so I can get a ring so I can go grind for more things. It's great. I'm probably about halfway through the game. It's a lot of fun. I die a lot because the save points are kind of uh, sporadic at sometimes. Yeah, so it can be a pain in the ass. But that, I think that's yeah, that's all I played. I think I wanted to go play my Xbox earlier in the week, and then I'm like, I'm gonna watch wrestling because I've been I'm so far behind in my Japanese children shows. It's not funny because every time I sit down to watch it on my computer, I end up watching New Japan. Yep, that G1 climax got me a little bit too. Uh, see, I haven't. I'm actually saving to watch that. At least some of that with my friends. I'm at least going to save night one, and then maybe I'll watch the rest of it. I've been watching. Uh, I finished the best of the Super Juniors tournament, which had an amazing final of Kushida versus Ricochet. I can imagine. It was awesome. You need to go find it. I could probably find it for you. It's great. Make sure you watch that. Uh... AJ versus uh, Minoru Suzuki oh, I from G1. That's That was pretty awesome. Uh, I'll, I'll watch all the G1. Right now I'm watching their uh, last pay-per-view. Was it Domi Domination or something like that? Dominion. Yeah, Dominion. And, yeah. Yeah, I just finished the uh, the opening match, which was the Time Splitters, which is Kushida and Alex Shelley versus the Young Bucks. And that match was awesome. Yep. Young Bucks could be in a to be soon. So. Yeah. Well, I guess it's good they lost the title. Spoilers. <laughs> Plus, they made up a Booker T. You know, that's the most important thing. Oh, really? Yeah, apparently. Booker. 
quack, quack. <laughs> Tell me you didn't just say that, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> He's in my fave five. <laughs> oh, I kind of miss him because you know last night those nine 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 jokes were really funny for the first hour. And then King kind of had to uh, grab hold of the plane and just drive it into the ground. Yep. When you know they're sitting there just... Uh, You're just thinking of jokes. Putting it on a piece of paper. Yeah. And then showing it to the camera, that's when uh, they ran out of ideas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That raw was... Eh. Oh, Lord. That was funny on 4 and one I think... Zonka gave it an eight, and Cook gave it a three and a half. So. <laughs> no, Zonka didn't review it. It was Cook and oh, I thought it was Zonka gave it. I think it's Sellers, who's an English guy. Okay. And Sellers gave it an eight. Okay. And yeah, so Cook was, gave it a terrible rating. Yeah, it was like three and a half. And then the entire comment section was like, "Yeah, see, see you fucking deleted my shit about your Dixie Carter column," which I was like, "Oh." And then Byers gave it a he he was pissed in that report too. Was he? Yeah, because he did the report because Tony's in uh, Vegas. And, yeah, that, that people started ragging on him about the... Because I was sitting there thinking the whole time, I was like, yeah. oh, Triple H put Bree in a corner. I wonder what Byers thinks about that. Oh, so Byers, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is great. I mean, I read that column, and I was like, okay. Yeah, I mean, where was this outrage? Nineteen two thousand one. Well, we didn't think about that in two thousand one. <laughs> Space Odyssey. Right. Uh, yeah. I, just, I was yeah. like ten when all that stuff was going on. Ten or eleven, so I didn't think about that. Yeah, but, I didn't. I mean, I can understand in two thousand fourteen how you can see that a little bit, but most people aren't thinking that. They're thinking it's wrestling, and if Spike has a problem with it, they'll they'll tell him. I'm sure. Might be one of the reasons why they're getting canceled. Who knows? No. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was. Yeah, I noticed we've had a lot of interesting columns on Pro One this week. Like why Guardians of the Galaxy is bad for movies. Yeah, that's funny because IGN had one that why was it good? So I thought it was funny. Well, hey, we gotta gotta focus on something. Yep. Oh, Our yeah. movie is great. Eh, By the eh. way, everybody needs to go see that. Oh, I saw it twice. I, w- I might go see it tomorrow, too. I went with uh, my stepdad, and then I went with some friends of mine. Second time was so great. Because I, I knew it was coming, but it was still funny. Yeah. What did your stepdad think? Oh, he loved it. See, that's good. If it appeals to all ages. Well, my stepdad, he read comic books. We bought comic books for like three straight years. So, oh, okay. Yeah, we had a local comic shop for a few years, and we were like weekly readers. So, yeah, he's he he likes nerdy shit. He watches Doctor Who with me. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. He's he's into nerdy shit. We also saw Edge of Tomorrow, which was awesome. He actually heard, liked that. More, he liked it more than Guardians of the Galaxy, believe it or not. And I was like, I don't know about that, but yeah. it was still really good. I'll, I'll be surprised if Guardians doesn't become everybody's favorite Marvel movie for a while. Well, that's probably still Avengers. I don't know. I, I think I like that Captain America movie a little bit more than Avengers. The second one. The second one. I don't it think was it was pretty good. Oh, the Avengers was kind of uh, 
I guess it was kind of like it had that awesome factor because it was like the it was like the crowning of all achievement of all these or something. Yeah, you know, exactly. The of the parts. Right. Well, since we already talked about it, might as well. Uh, if you don't know by now, Guardians made $94 million at the box office, shattering the record for August, which is way more than most people thought they were going to make. A lot of people thought they were going to make like 25 or maybe 50 at the most. And if you add in worldwide, it's like 160 That doesn't include whatever they did yesterday and whatever they've done today, obviously. Uh, Marvel also announced at Comic-Con, which for, we forgot to talk about this because I watch all these Disney XD Marvel shows, <laughs> even though I'm behind on them. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy will get their own Disney XD Marvel show yeah, in the near future. I end up watching cartoons anytime I turn my TV on because now my, my AT&T remote does not work with the uh, TV, so I have to get up to do it. So I have to work. <laughs> I have to work for it. I always end up being on Cartoon Network so I can watch regular show and Adventure Time because they show it all day. Oh, Adventure Time, yes. Uh, and who would have thought the game for it would have actually been pretty good? Oh, really? Yeah, I went to a pawn shop yesterday, and I should have bought some games. Today, like Project X Zone and like uh, Kingdom Hearts Dream Dot Distance for half off. Oh, dude, Dream Dot like, Distance is actually pretty good. So it was pretty much would have been like seven fifty for Project X Zone, which I wanted because it takes it's kind of like you know those japanese games where it takes a bunch of characters from like different universes and makes it like strategy game yeah sounds sounds neat though street fighter and yeah yeah it looked pretty cool i just wasn't sure if it was quite worth 750 which is you know i'm saying i'm probably sure it is (laughs) i know i make that sound like it's uh like so much (laughs) yeah really Yeah, it's uh, I think the review sport is good. Let me see here. Ah, eh, it gets like a seven out of ten. Oh, oh wow! Game Radar gave it two out of five. Oh gee, well. Well, I mean, most people, most places gave it like eight out of ten or four out of five. So I mean, it looked it looked like it's solid. It has characters from like uh, Tekken and oh boy, it has Ula La from Space Channel Five. Oh yeah, that's worth it just enough right there. Oh yeah. Hey. Oh, well, it's just like, you know, that one guy that decided he wanted to give Guardians of, like, 25 on Metacritic to bring the rating down. So, really? Yeah. Yeah, I find those people be a pain in the ass. But it's making it's like me sad that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is actually getting decent reviews. That movie looks like complete and total ass to me. <sighs> I don't want to be coaxed into spending more money on movies over here. <laughs> Oh no, I'm not going to. I'm gonna like maybe wait to the 250 theater and probably still not see it. I wish yeah, we right had now, a 250 theater around here, but uh, lucky. So do I? Yeah, it's got a 44 percent on Rotten Tomatoes, of four good reviews and five bad reviews. Eh. I'm sure it'll probably be more negative. Speaking of the cinema, and this would have been great because it happened in the state that Daniel lives in, in Virginia. Some people got to watch Rise of the Guardians instead of Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy. That made my day. And I'm like, I was like, I told my mom, she goes, what's Rise of the Guardians? I'm like, you remember that movie with Russian Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny? She goes, oh, that looked like shit. Which, I mean, that's my mom. So that should yeah. tell you. Everything looks like shit to her. 
<laughs> they ran the trailers like three times and still didn't get it right. And Mark? they they had to give them a refund, give them a poster, and give them tickets to the next IMAX 3D screening for free. So Damn. That, I, I would say, well, that is a pain in the dick. It is still worth it. <laughs> yeah, for real. Lots of movie stuff going on this week. Uh, the Studio Ghibli deal, which uh, makes sense because they do have one video game, which I still have not beaten. Or at least they don't have a video game, but Nino Kuni was designed by the Studio Ghibli team. I can see it. Uh, there have been a bunch of different translations of what was said, but basically, if you don't know for some reason and you don't ever watch any of their movies, which are great, you should. You can go find I, them on Blu-ray and DVD. Uh, Disney. What? I should. I've only seen one. You should see more then. Uh, Disney distributes them here in the U.S. and they are mostly all wonderful. I don't know that I have one that I don't like for one reason or another. Uh, just, you know, Hayao Miyazaki's been the guy behind them for so many years. He retired and it kind of left the studio in kind of like a big bubble of what to do and do we change how we do everything and uh, that's pretty much what they're going through right now. They're taking a break and they're going to reassess what they're doing. Maybe do some kind of house cleaning and figure out if... Uh, there's another way they can do animation. Hopefully they keep doing animation because they're pretty much like the only big studio doing a hand-drawn animation left, honestly. Uh, yeah, so, it's kind of sad. Yeah, it really is sad. I mean, I wish Princess and the Frog would have done much better so Disney would at least do one of those once every in a blue moon or something. But Yeah, I never, I never saw that movie. As I was, let's see, a junior in high school and a cynical dick. It, Wait, it's I'm still okay. a cynical. So I did want to go see The Lion King in theaters, and I did. So <laughs> I wanted to take, like, this cute girl from band, and I never took her. <laughs> it happens. And I guess we can discuss this really quick. I don't know how much of Ghostbusters fan you are, mm, but obviously... Having uh, one of the main characters die before they made a three has led people to think that maybe we should just do an all-female Ghostbusters cast instead for three. Would you go see that? Sure, I guess. I mean, <laughs> I I don't really go see many movies like new, like brand new in theaters. I am with movies like I am with games. I wait. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm the same way, but, you know, you can also just not watch it when it comes to Blu-ray, too, you know, <laughs> so... Well, that's true. Actually, I never watch movies when they get to uh, DVD and Blu-ray anyways, because we have, uh, like, we used to have Netflix, but we don't have Netflix anymore, so I have... The only way to get it would be, like, Redbox. Ah. Yeah. That's the only way I pretty much watch movies on Blu-rays through Redbox. Except for the uh, Captain America and Thor. I I wanted to watch those before I went to go watch Guardians. So, you know, use something else to watch that instead. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, okay, enough about stuff that hasn't doesn't have to do about video games. <laughs> Let's uh, 
get along with this. Uh, Nintendo is having a few issues, as if they never, as if we don't hear enough about Nintendo having some kind of issues. They've released their sales numbers, and at the by the end of June, they only sold 510,000 Wii U consoles uh-huh. and, and 820,000 3DS handhelds in three months. Oh. Well, yeah, well. That's not awful, I guess. I mean, Mario Kart did sell almost 3 million copies in a month, so... <laughs> well, wouldn't you put it that way? <laughs> yeah. The Wii U uh, console sales sit at about 6.68 million since November 2012, and Wii U software sales sit about at 36.6 million right now. Uh... That it does still cause Nintendo to have a third annual loss of about six million in Wii U lifetime sales. So the problem really is that they didn't have a lot of major releases going on for Nintendo. I mean, Nintendo wants to change that, obviously, with the holidays coming and all that. But uh, and of course, the Amiibo thing still isn't out either. And one bad thing for Wii U owners in Europe. You're not getting Captain Toad Treasure Tracker until January 2015 while we're at it. Oh, no. That game actually looks pretty good. So I, I didn't see a thing of it. I just was just like, oh, for Captain Toad Tree Tracker, uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the games that surprised me at E3 when they showed it. I was like, oh, Toad gets his own game. Great. Oh, it's, oh, that Toad. Yes, that Toad. That little, that little fucker that didn't help at all. <laughs> Super Mario 64. Well, at least in Mario Kart, he's pretty useful. Uh, so I was never much for Mario Kart, so I sucked at it. Really? Oh, I was. I played my cousins. That's the only because my cousin had it, so he was you know decent at it because he owned it. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, I didn't like. I didn't get any. I had probably about eight N sixty four games during the life cycle of the N sixty four because those games were fucking expensive. Oh god, yeah, they were. They were like what seventy dollars now? Uh huh. Yeah, like they were ridiculous. So, like, yeah, I never had many. Like, I had a, uh, you know, maybe. Yeah, I had about eight. I got the first three when I first bought the system. I got Super Mario sixty four with the system. My aunt and uncle gave me a GoldenEye, which my mom put shit at because it was a T-rated game. I was like seven. Yeah. I mean, geez. When you shoot people, it looks like they spilled Kool-Aid. And then I got Rogue Squadron like the next day because I wanted to spend my Christmas money on the Cool King Star Wars game. Yeah, I only got to the fifth level in like ten years. I would shit at video games as a child. Took me a year to beat the first level. Because I got lost and bored. Because I'm me. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't get really any any N64 games until like middle school and high school, which was by the time I already had a. Hell, by the end of middle school, I had a 360. So there you go. Well, at least you didn't have to wait too long on the 360. Well, that, yeah, yeah, actually, my parents got it day one. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One, but I was only allowed to play it at Christmas. Jeez. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, they didn't let me play it until Christmas. And I was at my dad's that year because my parents like, never got married. So I spent, like, the first, like, like week from school ending to Christmas with one parent. And that's been, like, the next week with the other parents. So I only got to play the 360 for, like, a few days. Actually, no, one night. I take that back. It was only one night. And it was Call of Duty 2, which was awesome at the time. Back when I was like, Call of Duty is a really great series. <laughs> Hey, it was at one point. It's not that it's not now. It's just overkill at this point. It's overkill. And it's not the good overkill, like the band or the Motorhead song or the Motorhead album. Yeah. Yeah. Well. It, it is bros and affliction. We can't really be comparing the greatness of Motorhead to to that kind of overkill. Dude, they had a dog. I almost thought about getting it because of the dog. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't. God, that would have helped Fable sell so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, I uh, I have a question for you, Robert. I have an answer. How do you feel about indie games? Okay. I mean, there are great like indie games that are out and they're amazing on indie games as much because it's such an unknown. It's, it is, it's just such an unknown, like, you know, especially like when they're the same price as, I don't know, Skyrim. Yeah. You but mean I mean, Skyrim I love, now? Yeah. Like when Skyrim was like five bucks on the steam sale. Like, I could have got that or maybe some indie game. And it's really kind of hard to weigh. I'm like, you know, there's so many games I have. Like, FTL's amazing. It's absolutely wonderful, and I love it. But then there's probably some, uh, like, you know, there's probably some indie games that are just absolute shit. Now, there is one game I want to get from Chroma Squad. Why? Because it is a Sentai Studio management game. Yeah. So you can direct, you can pretty much start out from bullshit and then you run your own Sentai studio. Yeah. I get to do Power Rangers myself. You would. I will, I know. I feel like, I sound like such a nerd. I'm on a gaming podcast, so yeah. Yep. So, I mean... But why do you think people have this sort of, like, disdain for indie games 
it seems like. Like, I know, uh, like, you know, people that play, I mean, I just got on Steam, and I noticed stuff with indie games, and I like to, I've had to review a lot of indie games in, in my time being a Form 1 and whatever, because that's what we get the codes for, you know, normally. Yeah. Uh, I've learned to really like indie games, actually, but why do you think that is people just kind of have this feeling of, oh, if it's not a triple game, it sucks? I guess because they feel like it's uh, maybe half-assed. I don't know. I mean, I guess it's like some people hate indie wrestling, right? And they just say it's a bunch of spot monkeys. Like some people probably see indie games as like just gimmicky stuff where it's only halfway done and the only reason critics like it is because they get like some sort of handicap. Right. But I mean, I don't, I don't have a problem with indie games. Indie games are just one of those I'm, I'm cautious of them because unlike you, I have not got any indie game review codes. The only thing I've gotten to review is CDs, and then I'm like, yeah, I forgot to do that. I'm that. I am that reviewer. <laughs> but to be fair, like I said, to be fair, I, I have only listened to one or two of the albums that they uh, gave me. Like the ones that I didn't review, I never listened to. Well, at least you did that. Because that would be mean. I won't be, uh... I won't say I'm the best person ever. I've There's been games that... Whether they were bad or good, that just things happen in life, and a month passed, or two months passed, and I was like, well... Are they really going to care if I post this three months late? Might as well just not waste my time. <laughs> did, did Randall ever get that One Piece game done? I don't think I ever saw it. <laughs> we should ask him that. I think Jeremy still has a few games that he supposedly <laughs> was supposed to review too and never did. Was it? Well, he reviewed Star Trek, didn't he? Yeah, I think so. God, that poor man. I feel bad for him. I do too. Uh, but he put up with us, so. Right. The, uh, I mean, I kind of get some people. You know, I can get that you have a shiny new PS4 or a PC that has awesome graphics or an Xbox One and you don't want to play an 8-bit game on it or you don't want to play the near newest uh, indie darling game, you know, whether it's Shovel Knight or uh, the newest Road Not Taken for the PS4 or whatever, that, uh, that it doesn't show off the graphics you want to show to your friends. It's not the game that's flashy. It's not the game that's cool. You want these first-party or third-party AAA games that make you go, okay, this is why I bought this system for. And I can understand that, but when you go and complain that there's no games for it, that's when I have a problem with it, because there are games for it. They're just not the games that you think that the system deserves. Because... To be honest, this is where this is going. We're starting to go more towards the shorter form, the game that takes the less time to be able to make. They don't want to spend hours and hours and years and years making these games, and then they don't make the profit that they want unless it's, say, a GTA or a Call of Duty or you're in the known franchises. And even Destiny, because of the developer it's coming from, and because the beta that got like almost 5 million people to play it, probably will get more buys than it would have if just, it just came out as Destiny. But that's also because it has a big old publisher with a hype machine behind it. So, 
I just think sometimes people just give indie games a bad rap because it's the, got the word indie. And yes, there are plenty of bad indie games. Just like there's plenty of bl- bad AAA games. But I think there's a review system out there. There's Metacritic. There's uh, game rankings. There's other places you can go check out reviews for these games. And if you only want to play the really good ones, at least you're playing some. It rounds you out a little bit as a gamer instead of just playing the same old stuff all the time. They're I not. Mean, the games that they deserve. <laughs> the one that is needed. Uh, there you go. Batman said it himself. Yeah, I, I had to throw that in there. But yeah, you're right. It's pre- pretty much, I guess, that, that's how it is. I think a lot of people do look at AAA games, like the, like the systems, like poll, and how good are the games. Because, I mean, that's, that's kind of what I do, but that's because I'm, even though I, I like video games, I do a podcast about video and I am a huge fan of certain franchises. I'm just not really like in deep. I'm not in too deep, you know. I only go in so far. Which I think it's kind of a good thing about video games. There's like different uh, you know, levels of how deep you're in. Like the mob. I'm kidding. The mob only has one level. You're deep. Uh, all right. Uh, oh, PlayStation Now, apparently. Well, they finally came out last week uh, during the time when we were not recording. And, of course, people have issues with the rental prices that we went over a few weeks ago. But, obviously, the games have different rental prices depending on how good they are and stuff like that. There's apparently 122 games currently available. These are all PS3 games. And basically, I hope to God that nobody's sitting there doing the completely overpriced 3 or $4 four-hour demo gameplay, basically. What? Why? Because apparently some people are dumb enough that four hours is enough. I mean... I can understand for some games, you know, you just want that demo to see if it's good enough for you to want to go buy. But why waste like four dollars on it? Like, why not like the pro- play the demo? Yeah, well, I mean, not every not every game has a demo on the store, so you'll have to pay four dollars. I'm just saying that four hours is basically like playing a demo of a game because. In most games, you're not going to find out whether you like it or not within four hours. You know? Yeah. I mean, hey, some games, you don't know if you're going to like them until the shitty ending shows up. And Dracula exactly. <laughs> but there's... Uh, the problem is, too, there's a lot of games that apparently don't have an in-between. There's a lot of games that go from four hours to 90 days, and that's the only options you get. And some of them are ridiculous. Like apparently Saints Row the Third is five dollars for four hours or thirty dollars for ninety days. You can get the game for way less than that. I can get it for ten dollars at GameStop. Exactly. And I I rarely buy things from GameStop, but I would definitely buy that from GameStop before I bought it for thirty dollars to rent. Yeah. That's, uh, and you got streaming that you know may not be great depending on what your internet connection is too. 
Oh yeah, well, I mean that's the other thing. Like mine is, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine, mine is sometimes very iffy. And so then I might want to charge, you know, four dollars for some games. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Ah, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, a week, which is not bad. You know, $6 sometimes a week is not bad, but... Some games it gets ridiculous. Like apparently there's a couple that are like twelve dollars and fifteen dollars just to rent it for a week. Uh, you know I don't understand where Sony got the idea that this was gonna work without a monthly subscription plan. Can you imagine if like let's say WWE Network came out and yes I know they were pimping nine ninety nine constantly. Nine 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 nine. But imagine if it was like nine ninety nine a week or something. No well, way nobody would buy that, right? You have you can either rent Brock Lesnar versus John Cena. Uh, you can either rent Brock Lesnar versus John Cena for five dollars for the hour or thirty dollars for ninety days. Yeah, or rent you can DVD sets or something. <laughs> you can rent. Uh, yeah, you can pay five bucks to rent the the pay per view one time, or you can pay. You know, <laughs> it's it. Uh, I don't understand how people just. It it makes no sense. They supposedly Sony's thinking about messing with the prices, but I don't think a lot of people are going to be using this much until they come out with some kind of subscription plan. If they don't. I don't. I can't imagine how they think this is going to succeed because the prices just seem outrageous to me. I don't. Does that seem like to you? I mean, it's pretty silly. Like I could just go rent the game from the local video rental place at this point. People don't have local video rental places around them anymore. Really? And I thought I lived in a shithole. No. Uh, I, there was a, I mean, where I lived in Texas, there was a family video near me, but video. here where I live now in Florida, it's all we have is Blockbuster and now Blockbuster's gone. So it's just, uh, I, I hope Sony figures it out because this just doesn't make any sense to me. And especially considering that the streaming is so unreliable depending on your connection anyway. It's not like you're getting something where you're getting it downloaded to your system and you know it's going to work. And and a lot of these games, I can just go to GameStop and pay way lot, way less and have it forever. I mean... Like, I could go to Best to Buy and pay less. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, not even used. Like, I can go buy it new for less than that. Like, I mean, Sancho the Third, the third was a, a good game. Right. It was not so good that I'm going to blow three times more than the used asking price to rent it. Right. I mean, there's some games that only deserve like a two-day rental. Exactly. Agreed. Yeah, I guess. Some, some games you can finish in two days, you get it out of your system, you're good. 
like the new WWE games. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, WWE for 2K14, where oh. I win 50 straight matches in the Undertaker mode, and it freezes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, for me, I, d- I just didn't want to sit there and go through that whole 30 years of WrestleMania in two days. I felt like I was cheating myself. So, Which was really the only big reason I was playing it because, as I've said many times on here, the universe mode doesn't really appeal to me that much because I don't want to sit there and watch every match or and play every match until they can fix it to where if they got to take a page out of a, a bad game like Raw 2 where things happen whether you play the matches or watch the matches or whatever. Uh, maybe they need to do that. And since we're already talking about it, I wrote a article on it just before we started. Uh, IGN was the first one to reveal it because it's their big game of the month where we're going to find out a bunch of stuff about it throughout the whole month, which makes more sense for it to be next month. But I <laughs> guess since they do that whole where they show each entrance every day and all that kind of stuff... It makes sense. They've only shown one picture of the PS4 and Xbox One version, which is an angry John Cena looking across the ring at Randy Orton. It looks uh, pretty good, but once again, they need to show us more stuff. It, it thing, almost looks real. Yeah, it does look pretty I, damn I real, though. Cool. <laughs> I thought I was it like, was John Cena for a second. I was like, oh, John, wait. <laughs> It says 2K15 right there in the corner. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, hey, it's, uh, I mean, finally we get a step up from that shitty graphics engine they used uh, in the past, like, 18,000 years, at least. Yeah, for sure, that's true. Well, what they talked about was that there's going to be two story modes. Uh, one of them is called the 2K Showcase, which will not be like the Road to WrestleMania things, but kind of going back more in that mode of focusing on two historic WWE rivalries and kind of giving you mini documentary versions of them. Uh, Think of like Austin Rock or Michael's Bret Hart or something and just getting to focus on that and the minutiae of that storyline and whatever. I mean, I don't know how much more can be told about that storyline that we don't already know, but... Let's see what 2K comes up with, I guess. You know what I want? I want Chavo Guerrero versus Hornswoggle. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, you would, ha- you would be on that for, like, years. That's how long <laughs> that feud felt. You have, you have virtual Macaulay Culkin be a playable character. Oh. Don't remind me of that terrible feud. <laughs> Why not? It's so good. Deserves <laughs> no. a Tony. Oh. The uh, other mode that they announced was the My Career mode that's basically coming from the NBA 2K games. And the problem with that is that if you're a 360 or PS3 owner, you don't get that mode because they have to try to get you to buy the PS4 and Xbox One version of the game, which I get it. As people that work, as people that, uh, or as a person that works in the industry and, or, well, writes for it, and we do this podcast, it makes total sense. They have to get you to buy the version that costs more for them to make. It's the version that's gonna be 
in 2K16, there will not be a 360 or PS3 version, so they have to get you to buy this version so they can keep making it. Uh, that being said, it really sucks because that's a mode that people have been, as a person that wasn't planning on buying a PS4 or Xbox One, unless somebody will give it to me for my birthday in November until, <laughs> like, February, uh, I'd hate to not be able to play this game until around February or March because of that. Because now I kind of feel like it's not worth it for me to buy the last Zen version. Well, yeah. It's it's kind of like almost like when you uh buying the last-gen version of the TNA Impact game. You remember that? Oh, God. Where they didn't have a creator wrestler mode for the PS2 version? Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's no point in buying that at this point. Because you're missing out on what is largely a... Uh, yeah, what is a very large part of gaming. You know, yeah, it's the mode. deepest mode in the game. Right. And I mean, I've already made my jokes about like, oh boy, I can't wait for it to be like a 24-7 mode in SVR 08. God, that mode looks so shitty and tedious. Yeah, especially if the rumors are true that that's supposed to be replacing the universe mode. Oh, hell no. I mean, while I was not like the biggest universe mode fan... I got Heath Slater, number one contender, damn it. <laughs> you would. It wasn't really? on purpose. Oh. It happened. Yeah, good old Heath Slater. I was like, yeah, bye-bye. Right? Beats the Rollins. I was so happy. <laughs> and now uh, they're yeah. not going to do anything with it. Well, no, he's... Uh... Yeah, Him Slater and Titus O'Neil or Slater Gator. It's such a stupid ass name. It makes God. sense if you think about it. <laughs> Is he uh I didn't thought Titus O'Neil was I didn't think he went he went to Florida. Yeah, he did. I'm assuming they wouldn't have let it be Gator if he didn't go to Florida. I thought he went to No no no, up. he went to I thought he went to some school in Georgia or something. Yeah, because he's like, oh, oh. Yeah, that makes no sense then. I, I, I'm thoroughly confused as to why it was Slater Gator besides T. It rhymes. Probably what it is then. Uh, I mean, he is an idiot. So, <laughs> like, not him, like, like. But Heath Slater is an idiot, so... Eh. I'm sure it wasn't Heath Slater that just said, this is the name of the game, by the way. Or, this is the name of the tag team, by the way. Deal with it. I'm sure it had a lot more to do than just Heath Slater. Oh, boy. Maybe, I'm sure Kevin Dunn probably thought of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh. And we know how wrestling feels about Kevin Dunn at this point. <laughs> Which one's Kevin Dunn? Isn't he a complete and total He's the producer. Okay. That's been there for like ever. So he's a complete and total squat walker. Yeah, if you want to say that. Cool. I will. Watch me. (laughs) You did already. Yeah. So the My Career Mode will probably be you going through NXT... And then eventually getting back up to WWE, and you follow storylines, and I'm sure there'll be rankings and whatnot. I'm hoping it's deep. I'm hoping it's got actual 
storylines and has actual uh, voices from the talent involved as well. So that it's not just generic. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Voice number one talking to you. Uh, I would hope that you can kind of progress or regress your stay in NXT as long as you want. Because the NBA 2K one, all you do basically is play, is pay the, uh, or play the high school All-American game. And then you get drafted. And that's it. Everything else is you're playing in an NBA game, and then either, depending on how good or bad you are, is how long you get to play in a game, and then you build up your stats and your attributes and all that stuff. Hopefully, with if since it ta- does take a while for you to get called up from an XC normally, unless you're from Japan or something, uh, or unless you're Sin Cara. Yeah, unless you're Sin Cara, and. Hopefully, you do kind of get to go through the process there and stuff like that. But we'll have to see how that goes. They apparently also added, like, they did 50 days worth of motion capture for with moves and, and all that stuff with the wrestlers. And they added four more hours of commentary so that it's not as repetitive. As? Well, I mean, there's always going to be repetition. It's not like... That's just never going to happen in any game. Well, yeah. You know, I miss the days when there was no commentary. And I got to listen to, like, wrestling sounds and the crowd and the cool music. That's, you know... Don't they have it where you can take the commentary off, though? I've never really looked. I mean, hey, it's it's a pretty cool little uh, mode, like in Fire Pro and stuff, where there is no commentary. So it's sad right. the latest Fire Pro game was a shitty Kinect game. <laughs> There's also going to be a $100 Hulkamania edition. Brother! For <laughs> Let me tell you about it, Robert. Let me tell you something, Mean Gene. The Hulk Hogan edition of WWE 2K15 is going to be the best game ever, Jack. <laughs> You're going to get the regular Hogan, the 80s Hogan, the NWO Hulk Hogan. And then when we buy out the TNA, dude, you'll get TNA Hulk Hogan, brother. (laughs) (laughs) With uh, special GM clothing and everything. (laughs) I wonder if it comes with Sting in his... uh, Yes, it does. He kidnapped uh, Eric Bischoff with that vulture. It does come with Sting. It, it, it comes with TNA Sting. No, TNA Joker Sting, and the capture and the ransom vulture. Uh, Book it. You will. And, uh, you'll get a copy of the game. You'll get two playable pre-order launch exclusive Hogan characters, which. Uh, 
Robert already mentioned the 80s Hogan and the NWO Hogan. Oh, I was right. <laughs> and the... <laughs> I was kidding. <laughs> well, you were not wrong. <laughs> and the two playable pre-order Sting characters that, that already got announced. Uh, there's a collectible art card that was hand-signed by Hogan. A Funko Hollywood Hogan vinyl figure. And some premium packaging along with the game. There was only 25,000 of these being made. And it's only for Xbox One and PS4 as well. So, once I again. I wish there was like an SH figure or Hogan. Because that's like the good fucking action figures. They're starting to make things beyond like henshin heroes and anime characters. They have SH figure arts Michael Jackson. Really? Yeah, and they have Daft Punk. Well, that makes sense, sort of. So yeah, they need to they need to have a Hulk Hogan so you can just change his face and shit. Great, I could dig it. I'm telling you, SH Figure Arts Hulk Hogan, book it. <laughs> like Dennis Stamp, book it. So there's more Nintendo stuff. Most of it's not good. Uh, Nintendo's indie boss Dan Adelman leaves Nintendo after he got in an argument with somebody on Twitter over region locking. And then he was told not to talk on Twitter ever again, and he didn't like that, so they basically came to an agreement where he doesn't work there anymore. You only let me use my Twitter. I'm only... He's... (laughs) I built my next video game shit. I built my next video game company with blackjack and hookers. (laughs) Uh, he supposedly was the one that got Shovel Knight and a few other uh, big indie games onto the Wii U. So who knows what's going to happen once he's not there anymore. Uh, also, apparently more people are crapping on Satoru Wada for still being in charge of Nintendo. Uh, stockholders are still pissed about them not doing anything with mobile for Nintendo. Uh, they want them to make mobile games, even though Iwata is still standing firm that that's going to hurt 3DS sales, which I totally agree. Why the hell would you go buy a 3DS when you already have your phone and you can play those same games on the phone? Exactly. Maybe if they have, like, other features or they're, like, ten times better on the 3DS? Well, I mean, it's not going to have the same regular, you know, button controls that we're used to with the 3DS. It'll be a lot harder to play on the on your iPhone or whatever, but... Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't like... They should keep the 3DS games on the 3DS. Right. Yeah. Like, maybe if they want to move the GBA games that are on the Wii U to, like, the... To, I don't know, like, on Just mobile... Just make store. your own Nintendo Now service, really, for the mobile yeah. games. And put all the old stuff on there. Most of it can work for a, for a phone. Most of the controls are pretty simple. So, if not, you can add some kind of little adapter or something where you you play a little... You can play with a little uh, couple of buttons or something. Who knows? We'll have to see what they do with that. Supposedly Nintendo is making something for mobile phones, but they're not saying yet. And they had a whole Nintendo Direct based off of Hyrule Warriors... Uh, Ganondorf is uh, now a playable character in the game. 
you'll be able to level up characters and increase their health and skill. You'll be able to craft badges um, and add focus spirit time to yourself. Uh, you'll also get separate retailers will get different pre-order DLC skins uh, for the different or alternate costumes. I'm sorry for different characters. So. I guess if you're really into that, you can go to Walmart and get whatever it is that you get there and go to GameStop and get whatever it is you get there. Chain Chomp will be a weapon. So that's cool. Uh, that is Chain awesome. Chomp is awesome. <laughs> so when you use like your the Muso version of your attack, do you just break the stump and he just goes everywhere? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I love to see what happens with that, though. And apparently there's also going to be an adventure mode where you it kind of is like the uh, original Legend of Zelda where you go through grids and you have to complete the stage by unlocking the map and stuff. It's a lot more to be said for the mode still, but at least it has something different besides just doing the Dynasty Warriors typical stuff. And it's also only going to have local co-op, so... Typical Nintendo, we're scared of online. I mean, I guess it makes them to where they are the one system that does in help, like, you know, in person multiplayer, so. I get it. Eh. But this is the one of those games that you really need online. Because, oh, I know. I mean, even though it's fun, it's something that most people could probably play, just press a bunch of buttons and kill people, but. Who knows? Nintendo has their reasons, I guess. They're a bunch of silly geese. Right. Uh, let's see. Ah, Resident Evil 1 is getting remastered again. Uh, it's going to get a 1080p release for the PS4, PC, and Xbox One, and a 720p version for the 360 and PS3. Both coming out in 2015. It's going to be based on the GameCube game, by the way. Woo. So, there you go. If you're a big Resident Evil fan and didn't get enough the first time it got remade, you can get more the second time it gets remade. It'd be funny if the thing they were really remaking was movie. <laughs> Surprise, bitches! Hey, did you know that they finally did a study that's actually good about video games? Ooh. Apparently, uh, in the UK, which is where most of these studies get done, because apparently... They have the, the money for these things. Or they just actually want to promote good things about video games. Not like here, where everything has to do with video game violence. And Jack on. Uh Yeah. And nearly 5,000 children, aged about 10 to 15. Uh, apparently, if you played one hour or less a day of video games, you were more social... And outgoing and things. If you played uh, a little bit in between one to three hours, nothing happened. Nothing changed. And if you played more than three hours, you were apparently more hyperactive. Yep. You had fewer friends, more emotional yep, wait, problems. Wait, what? <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> this explains a lot. <laughs> Uh, it does say that the games the children played were beneficial. It gave uh, kids a wide range of cognitive challenges. Uh, it allowed them to explore, relax, and socialize with other 
players. Uh, it's better than non-digital platforms, apparently. Uh, apparently, they declare that three hours a day, more than three hours a day, is excessive for kids, and that the only big reason was that they missed out on other enriching activities. What the fuck? Like going outside, I'm guessing. <laughs> Reading books. <laughs> Reading books, yes. Um, apparently, also that at least they were cognitive to discuss that some of these factors also contributed. Was the family life and personal relationships also had an effect on how much or how little the child played video games? So. But either way, most of the stuff that happened was neither positive or negative. It was mostly small, and that it should really take away people's fears that people shouldn't really have this fear about video games ruining your life or ruining child's minds, because it really doesn't. It's just a bunch of, you know, crap made from parents that don't understand yet. But there you go. At least something positive about video games for kids. Yeah. You know, when I was a kid, mom was like, all you want to do is play video games. I'm like, no, yeah. I'd love to go outside and play basketball. We just don't have a concrete driveway. <laughs> we have a gravel driveway. For some reason, I always loved sports and I always loved playing them. But when I was a kid, I just played games because that's what my friends did. So, uh, yeah, see, uh, I love to play sports. And, you know, video games are awesome, too. I just, and I was small. So, most people just picked on me when I would play sports. Uh, see, nobody picked me, even though I'm, like, very large. But still nobody picked me, because they kind of already figured it out by the time I got to high school. <laughs> when I, uh, one time they did let me play, I ran through the entire defense, and they were like, oh, maybe we should let him play more often. <laughs> nice. I was like, well, uh, too much watching Barry Sanders, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, I always managed to jam my finger when we were playing basketball because I jumped for a rebound and it just ended up uh, just landing on the top of my finger. <laughs> I did the typical white guy thing, just spot up and shoot threes, and it worked for me. Oh, I couldn't <laughs> shoot fish in a barrel, much less a basketball. Uh, apparently, WoW is going to announce the release date for Warlords of Draenor, uh, which would be, I think, Friday of next week. So, there's going to be a big old event, and apparently if you're at Gamescom, you're also going to get told this information. They're going to live stream a special trailer and all this stuff, and if you're in Los Angeles, you can go to the Ace Theater. Uh, it's first come, first serve. It starts at 9.30 in the morning over there. 12.30 in the morning, or 12.30 in the afternoon, Eastern Time. Woo! Uh, they are also going to debut a new ep- a the first episode of a new animated lore miniseries called The Lords of War. So, more animated lore for people to watch. I did like the Diablo one. So, if it's more stuff like that, I'm I might check it out. Cool. Uh, oh, we you talked about having a, didn't you buy one of the Tropical games or something? Apparently, Tropical Five is banned in Thailand. Oh, well, because apparently the military junta that took over Tro- uh, Tropical 5 says that it's actually a good game 
But <laughs> we've had licenses to distribute Tropical 3 and 4 before, but this installment is just too close to home, pretty much. It might affect the peace and order in the country. So they banned it. <laughs> I'm uh, sorry, that's just like one of the dumbest things ever. I like it. Now let's ban it. Fuck it. <laughs> we did the same thing the video game did, so it's going to keep people think that they should do the same thing. We should just. A bad influence. Uh, EA is going to introduce, basically, they did away with their season ticket thing and are introducing EA Access. You can pay $5 a month. It's only on Xbox One because Sony says it's not a good deal because they basically want to keep EA games on PS Plus, so whatever. But uh, you pay $5 a month and you can access... All the online features of Mark, of the EA games that they are provided, except for multiplayer, you still have to have gold for it. But uh, basically, you're going to be allowed to play games like Madden 15, NHL 15, FIFA 15, and a few others like a week before the game comes out. Oh, and snap. then you can uh, decide whether you want to buy the game later or not. And then you can also play Dragon Age Inquisition this way too. Cool. And your save will copy over if you buy the 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 full game. And you'll get a ten percent discount on all EA digital content, full games, and DLC that way. That is for a, five bucks a month. That's not bad, really. That is a great uh, way to sell your product. Oh, plus you'll get uh, old. Big EA titles like Battlefield 4, um, older versions of Madden and FIFA, and stuff like Peggle 2. Do so. I get 007 Nightfire? And uh, Lord of the Rings Return of the King? They probably will give a full list later on. They just kind of wanted to get this out there. I was just but, hoping. I was just starting to name all the random EA games, games that I used to have that were pretty awesome. Like Nightfire was great because me and my cousin would play multiplayer, but the only thing we do, did was use the grappling hook to try to run into the train before it hit us. The only thing. Didn't kill each other. Nope. Just grappling hook. And... <laughs> yeah, you lost me. <laughs> you, never, you never played uh, Nightfire? No, no. Oh, okay. Well, in uh, the multiplayer, like one of the gadgets is like it's just a grappling hook. Think Batman's grappling hook. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it's exactly what like that. And we just shoot. There's one level where the there's like two like towns, like little like train, like almost like train stations. And there's a train that runs by every once in a while. Oh, okay. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Sounds fun. And Lord of the Rings: Return of the King was an awesome game. I like the Two Towers game too. That was pretty good. I never saw the Two Towers game, or I never played it. That was actually the first one. It was it was really good because it like melded in the story from the movie mm -hmm. really well into the game, and oh, it kind of led into why Return of the King is that good too. Because yeah, the Return of the King game was great, and it had like extra levels. You know, I hated Sheila Blair because I don't like spiders. 
at yeah, all. Yeah, and those games had like extra video content that wasn't in the movie and stuff like that too. Yeah, yeah. And like it was overall just an awesome game. Loved it. Right. And then I hated it because uh, my dad's house, I had like little siblings who were like five and six at the time who wanted to play it all the time. And they suck. So I didn't want to play with them. They suck. I was like 12. I was a dick as a child. I'm still a dick. But I'm a much nicer dick. I'm glad you realized that, Mom. So, uh, Microsoft didn't waste any time. Apparently, the PS4 wants to make a white console. Xbox One is also going to release a white console. Uh, it, ain't remember, right, it ain't right. <laughs> right? I mean, I have a white PS3, and I kind of want all my consoles to be white now. <laughs> I had a white 360. Well, that was the regular color of the 360. And then it died. For one. RIP, white 360. It'll be forever missed. What a white N64. That would have been... Well, they had all the colored N64s. Or a white Atari. Or the colored N64 controllers. Sorry. Yeah, I had a red controller. I had the uh, see-through purple one where you could see all the stuff inside of the controller. Yeah, yeah, those are cool. I had that that with the Game Boy. Yeah, I had that too. The the see-through Game Boy color. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yes, and I had a light lime green Game Boy Color too. I had a purple one. I lost it in high school. <sighs> don't you? Yeah, that's what happened to my see through purple one. I lost it in high school. I don't know what happened to my other one actually. Huh? <laughs> oh shit! A few things to get through here, just that aren't like totally pressing or anything. School of Rock is going to get a 13 episode TV series awesome. with the director of the movie coming to executive produce. Uh, the PS Plus games have been revealed for August and they start tomorrow. Uh, the aforementioned Road Not Taken that doesn't actually release until later in August will be free starting tomorrow for the PS4. And you also get, uh, what is it? Dang it. Uh, Fez for free on PS4, Crisis 3, and an exploration game called Proteus, or the PS3 games. And Metrico, that doesn't come out until next month, is going to be free on the Vita starting tomorrow. And Dragon's Crown, which is really good if you live in America for Vita, and Lego Harry Potter years 5 through 7 for Europe only. I think if they start doing that, like releasing games like a few like a week early via like you know PS Plus or whatever the fuck Xbox had games for gold that is almost called an Xbox Live Arcade or yeah. you know or the Nintendo Store I'm kidding that requires the internet <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh a good one like if they started doing that that would I think that'd be great like it would it'd be great for all people wouldn't it. Like you get you get people hooked automatically if your game is right. good, and they get like the system, the companies get more subscribers that way. Like I don't see what how that could necessarily be a, a bad thing. Yeah, Microsoft really needs to start doing that because that's where Sony really kills them with this because Sony pays out of pocket for this stuff, and then you get you know once again this is where the indie game thing kind of like people are hating on the PS4 games because 
they're all indie games that they're getting. Whereas the PS3, you get, you know, big AAA games that came out at least a year ago. And people are like, well, why isn't the the PS4 getting this kind of stuff? It's like, well, it doesn't really have that many AAA games to be taking from. So, exactly where are you going to get these games? They're going to get some Triple H games. Yes. They're they're going to get some Uh, Triple H games. (laughs) I don't know why I didn't think of that before. That was good. (laughs) Self high five. (laughs) So, uh... Crytek uh, has once again had another problem with one of their studios. Uh, they lost a lot of people once again. And Deep Silver finally took over Homefront Revolution. And they put it under a new studio called Dan Buster Studios. So Crytek finally has nothing to do with Homefront. So I'm guessing the game is finally going to get made too while they're at it. Uh, the game that got moved around is the Crytek Austin Studio. Uh, they were making Horrors of the Gilded Age, and that got moved to Crytek uh, Frankfurt in Germany. Uh, apparently, Crytek USA is getting a lot of layoffs. A lot of the people were already leaving because they weren't getting paid, just like the UK studio. So, how long do you think before Crytek just announces they're done? Uh, may, I don't know. Maybe they'll get TNA's deal. <laughs> Maybe they're going to get TNA's fucking movie, not movie deal, TV deal, and movie deal, and video game deal. That's right. <laughs> what video game deal? Midway died a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got some bad news for them. <laughs> I wonder if TNA got some bad news. <laughs> I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Oh, I love to do that. Uh, uh, and yeah. more people are leaving Naughty Dog, by the way. And all of Taylor Kurosaki, the narrative design lead at Naughty Dog, and he worked on Uncharted. And also Jacob Minkoff, who is also another lead game designer at Naughty Dog. They're both leaving to go to Infinity Ward. Oh, Something must man. be going on at Naughty Dog if you're going over to do some Call of Duty. Yeah, that's about to say Call of Duty's getting some great stuff. <laughs> Good for them. Maybe now the dog will actually get some character. <laughs> <laughs> I think the dog is done. Isn't the I dog dead? I don't know. I didn't play that game. I didn't either. I, I think I saw Modern Warfare 3 at an antique store once, and I'm like, oh boy, 20 bucks. That's probably good. Because I looked at it, and it looked like it went through a paper shredder. Oh, Lord. I'm like, ah, you can keep it. Sounds terrible. Uh, no Man's Sky is also coming to PC. So the PS4 is, uh, sorry, the people that live with me decide that they like to yell up and down the stairs instead of sitting there talking to each other like humans. Uh, so there you go. No Man's Sky is no longer. PS4 exclusive, even though technically it's still not on Xbox One, so... It's going to the Wii U. Yeah. It's for sure. Back, baby. Like he's and the uh, Robio might be in trouble with Angry Birds, because apparently the toy company, Hearts, that sold the rights to Angry Birds to Robio to make the video games, didn't have the rights to Angry Birds. 
a lady called Julie Adams was the one that designed Angry Birds and she made a contract with Hearts but it had nothing to do with licensing. So apparently her last check that she got from Hearts was in 2011 and that was for $40.65. You know, Rovio made about $71 million in 2012 yeah. over Angry Birds. So yeah, I'm pretty sure that lady's getting a lot more money. <laughs> like, I played that once, like, last year when we went. Was it last year? No. Uh, two years ago. We ended up going to the beach to go see my great-great-grandma. Uh, great-grandma. Yeah, not great-great-grandma. She's dead. But yeah, my great-grandma is like, 90th birthday. Like, fucking 90th birthday. We're at North Myrtle Beach. You know what happens at North Myrtle Beach? Nothing. So I had my old uh, netbook. It was still a halfway piece of shit instead of a total piece of shit. And I played Angry. I played through the first whole thing of Angry Birds, and it was okay. But I do not see the big like uh, hoopla about it. I don't. I mean, I guess because they're cute, cartoony characters. I never really cared for Angry Birds either, so I know you feel. I mean, like, if I wanted to see really cute, cartoony characters, like, on everything, I'd go back to 1998 and go play Pokemon again. Right? You used to do that now. Yeah, well, that'd be cool. That was good Power Rangers then. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Even though not 1998, what did I do? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was in elementary school. Yeah, I know. Elementary school. <laughs> well, a Swiss retailer revealed the last-gen version of Assassin's Creed. It's called Rogue. Uh, it comes out November 11th. It's going to have a mix of land and sea ga- gameplay, as has been said many times. It's going to be based around the Arctic Circle, and you're going to get to play as a Templar named Shea Patrick Cormack. Uh, he's apparently tasked with thinning the Assassin's ranks. And you're going to get to sail around the Northern Atlantic Ocean as well as exploring New York and the Appalachian River Valley. So you're going to so. feed them to the polar bears? I hope they don't have any killing of polar bears in that game. There better be polar bears. If, uh, wait, polar bears Antarctic or... No, they're the Arctic. Shit, penguins. No, penguins are the... Damn it. Yeah, no, penguins are Antarctic. In the south, the... the and... You say it was the Arctic Circle? Yes, the Arctic Circle is where the polar bears are. Okay, so feeding people to polar bears, I want Russian stereotypes, book it. And also, yeah. I Russia want... Russia will show speed. up and put everybody in the accolade. I want... Everybody to find the Santa Claus Easter egg. They will make it. Let's know it. People need to hire me. I'm a great idea man. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure PETA won't be all over that. <laughs> well, I said feeding them to the polar bears. <sighs> I mean, no, I don't. I don't think we should be eating polar bears. Nah, I mean they can they can kill themselves. Nah, I just want to see. Oh, yeah, I mean, hey, it happens. 
I mean, hey, I just want to see, like, straight up, like, that Punisher game where you could do interrogations by putting people's head towards, like, a like a, a blade or something, put their head right there, to, like, a chainsaw. I wanted to see them put, like, put it in the polar bear's mouth. Love it. God. Do it live. No. <laughs> do it live. Oh, you're terrible. It could be worse. I could have said I wanted to. I wanted to see him put their the guy's head up the polar bear's ass. Okay, I stand corrected. Exactly. Remember, <laughs> I can always go worse. Before you get much worse, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, we're starting to run really long well time. And one of my uh, the awesome announcements that I've heard this week. A game that I love a lot, uh, Beyond Good and Evil, is finally, for sure, getting a sequel, even if it's not a direct sequel. On Next Gen, uh, Michel Ancel is—he's gotten together with a new studio in Ubisoft, Montpellier, and they are working with a lot of people behind the original Beyond Good and Evil. Uh, they want to make it innovative and uh, an exceptional game. They won't, don't want to just make a direct sequel. Um, so it sucks if you want like something that goes straight from the end of Beyond Good and Evil 1 to Beyond Good and Evil 2 but I have faith that they know what they're doing they've been I've been waiting for this game for like ever it seems so I'm just glad it's getting made that's good never you like Beyond Good and Evil never played oh you should play it it's very good I'll put that on my to do list GameStop is going to introduce a credit card uh, apparently, if you're a power-up reward member, most of you are already pre-approved. Approved. I'm probably already pre-approved since I'm a power-up reward member. The thing is, it's going to charge you 27% interest, which is double what most <laughs> credit cards charge you. So, uh, yeah. Hey, guys. Uh, I'm going to spend $100 a game. Job. Well, you're going to be paying $125. <laughs> God. That is horrible. Yep. I thought my student loans were bad. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently you get 15,000 points if you're a power up reward member for signing up. And you get 5,000 points if you're a regular customer that then becomes a power up reward member. Uh, apparently GameStop knows that this won't be something that people are going to be really enjoying. So unless you just have nobody in line... Uh, employees are being told not to push sign-ups for the card. I hope they have a fucking tipper tech parade anytime you fucking order one. That is yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> and the last thing is that Dota 2 International is watched by 20 million people with 2 million watching the grand finale concurrently. This is only online. It has nothing to do with ESPN or any of the other places that showed it on TV. So, a lot of people watch the international. That's good for eSports. So, um, I think that's it for news. Uh, so, they did add a bunch more characters to Hyrule Warriors, but you can go find that out. I don't really need to list that for you.
piece of horse shit. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Apparently people are still pissed about those demos that they saw. Well, I mean, it could be worse. Could be like the Watch Dogs demos, where apparently the graphics were worse, and they shouldn't have been worse, but they were worse because they yeah. nerfed themselves. Well, uh, yeah, go ahead and get to those plugs, Robert. Oh yeah, so uh, plug time. The Rattlers Broadcasting Network is your home for most of the podcasts that everyone will listen to, besides the ones that Sean does and maybe Randall does. Yeah, yeah. So, there is the Metal Hammer of Doom, which will be live on Thursday night at 10 p.m., where myself and the old man Mark Radlich are going to be reviewing the new Goat Whore album. It's going to be great. I've not even listened to it yet, but it's fucking Goat Whore. How can you say no? Goat Whore is awesome. So, yeah, uh, keep an eye out for that. Uh, tomorrow night at probably, I'll be, I think, at 10.30 is when they're starting. Uh, from the cheap seats, Jason Teasley, Jesse Starcher, and then I'll probably be joining around 11 because they are getting a guy named Dan, whose last name I forget, from a football Fantasy Football Warehouse, I think. And that guy knows his shit, and it's going to be awesome. So yeah, uh, look for, look out for those. The Sentai Rider Podcast, which is my favorite podcast, your home for all things Tokusatsu, is uh, we're going to have an episode this week because last week uh, we were going to record one, and then like fun things started happening. So we didn't record. Uh, so, yeah, my co-host and his girlfriend were drinking, and it got very, very funny. So instead of us podcasting, I'm like, I'm just going to record this shit and send it to you next week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's great, but uh, this week we're definitely we'll definitely have an episode because we started recording last night, and then uh, our special guest, who I'm totally going to try to get on for more stuff. Uh, Nick Cochran of Dan's Toku Rants, which is my favorite podcast. Uh, he He's here with me and Hunter to talk about Kamen Rider Kiba. That's going to be like three hours, four hours of podcast. I will guarantee it because all three of us absolutely adore that series, even though I have a lot of complaints. Of course. So uh, keep an eye out for that. We'll probably have a review of the new episode, the new two episodes of Gaim that came out over the past few weeks. Maybe have a little few other things in store. You know, you never know. So, uh, Saturday, probably around 8, 8 p.m., and then probably Monday at 8 p.m., next Monday at 8 p.m. is when we'll be posting. Uh, so, keep an eye out for that. Uh, if you want to find us on Facebook, go to facebook.com slash Podcast, and it's S-E-N-T-A-R-I-R-I-D-E-R podcast. And um, the Hammer of Doom News Report on 411mania.com will be back one day when I find time and motivation. One those day. Two things, those are two things that are very hard to find, like... Every time I see somebody review metal on 411, I really want to get back in the saddle just so I can uh, do it better than them. I'm kidding. I think. <laughs> Jeremy's awesome. Though you had to review the new Godsmack album, even though apparently it was good. I hate Godsmack. <sighs> Why do you hate Godsmack? So fucking douchey. <laughs> I like Godsmack, the Awake album, or whatever that was. But that that's about it. Uh, oh, I should note that GameStop is also going to launch a new trade-in program. Yeah, I saw Where that. they're going to bump up their trades by 20%. So if you trade in something that normally gets you $10, it'll get you $12. Woo. Um, yeah. So, there you go. They gave me a dollar for Legends of Wrestling. I'm surprised. And they gave me 15 for Zidmire Pirates. 
Was it fifteen? No, I paid fifteen. I think they gave me like seven. Yeah, I was I was just like the fall. I should have traded that game in. It was titties. And Etrian Odyssey two is also getting a three DS remake just like Etrian Odyssey one did. Ooh. So if you like the Etrian Odyssey games and you didn't get to play them on the the DS and especially now where the, or almost anything DS related gets overpriced because they don't sell it in the store anymore. You might want to look into this remake. They need to have it for the Magnavox Odyssey. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Why did you come up with this stuff? <laughs> oh, the Magnavox Odyssey. I felt like that was a, that was a good one. Go made. And hey, okay. if you if you're in the Los Angeles area, you can go watch Leprechaun Origins. <laughs> so go go watch Hornswoggle in a movie. <laughs> I was ooh, I was about to get really vulgar there. I'm not going to. Go ahead. We're at okay. the end. <laughs> All right. So or you can just pay a solid one hundred. Hundred dollars to a male prostitute, so at least you're getting something out of being fucked in the ass rather than thinking. Oh cheating. Lord, okay. Oh uh, yeah, I told you. <laughs> it was getting vulgar for me. Well, okay, I should quickly go through my plugs then. Phone ring, and then I have to do chores. Um, the uh, rest of the Mass podcast will be on if you're listening today, Tuesday. Uh, later on tonight, midnight Eastern, 11 p.m. Central Time on Spreaker as well. Uh, we'll be reviewing Destination Next, the Raw from Monday, uh, NXT, uh, discussing the WWE financials, all the network stuff with them launching in 170 countries and all that junk, and a few other things as well. We'll be debuting uh first time we're doing our power rankings, so that's going to be fun. And, uh, of course, uh, be sure to be back for this podcast. Uh Uh-oh. This is not good. My, did my mouse just freaking freeze? (laughs) That sucks. Now you can't click it off, can you? You could just like end the in the Skype call, right? That'll okay, do it. there it goes. I just turned it off and on. That's a good thing about wireless mouses. Anyway, as I was saying, yes, this podcast will be back on Tuesday. Oh damn it! It just freaking froze again. Uh, <laughs> uh, hopefully, Daniel will be back then. Uh, I'm hoping everything is okay with him. Oh my, what the hell is going on? Anyway, uh, and of course, be sure to check out the GameStop 5 in the in the Game Zone. Uh, last week was the last of the Retro System ones, looking back at the top five Sega Dreamcast games, which Robert participated in. Thank you, Robert. <laughs> and I made a list as well. And this week should be something that everybody should be in because it's something personal. It's your top five greatest gaming achievements, whatever those are for you. Beating Ninja God in Black. Yep. Beating Ninja God in Black. Getting, maybe like for me, getting my dad and sister to play games when the Wii came out, which would have never happened otherwise. Uh, 
you know, uh, for other people it might be getting a hard achievement or something in a game. Or even, uh, you know, a lot of us have had this where we played a game when we were kids and we couldn't beat it. And we beat it later when we were adults. You know, that's an achievement too. So, whatever you choose to uh, make for your top five list. And you people, you know, that listen, you can submit lists too. You can uh, send us an email at cooperativemultiplayer at gmail.com. Or you can also just go in the 401 comment section in the game's top five and post your list too. They made us streamline those things now. So there's no extra stuff anymore. Uh, I can't uh, promote my my podcasts or have a top five or games coming out this week or anything like that anymore. Uh, they want all the fluff out so that it's all about the game stuff I've now apparently. So, what? Uh, Travi? It does. It sucks. It's kind of not personal anymore, but. I figured they would do that anyway, because a lot of people kept complaining about the videos being too much, and and then in other top fives there was other complaints and whatnot. So, and make sure you go read the games uh, Fact of Fiction every week for Daniel, because he organizes that thing and works hard on it. And yep, I think that's it. So make sure here next week we'll be uh, covering Gamescom, because all the the big conferences will be done by then. Hopefully by the time we get to air. So we'll get to talk about what Microsoft had to reveal and what Sony had to reveal. So it should be a great show next week. So until then, see you guys later. Bottom leap. Doctor Who. Randall Hall. <laughs> Kellen Winslow. Oh, God. Kellen Winslow. <laughs> Bye.